I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. The sun is climbing high in the sky and the red wave is flowing. It's high noon for Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also occasionally find me on Gab at I'm your moderator and the merch site is www.cancelcotour.com. Today is the 119th day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist, dummy, fake proxy president Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth, Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. You showed us all that you know everything, but the problem is everything you know is wrong. That said... A warm Wednesday, high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello, commies. Welcome to the show. I'm not sure how you got here, but you should be thankful you did. Because the thing is, I want you to immigrate back to America. I want you to be American again. And the way you do that is by fully understanding that Everything you were taught and everything the television convinced you to believe is wrong and it's provably wrong. And I will prove it to you every single day until you understand that the ideas that you hold in your head right now are actually as stupid and evil as I describe them. And you're going to have to deal with the mocking and the ridicule that come along with doing Something so bad. And here's the other thing, redeemable communists. We all feel the same way. We're not happy that you're still so confused about the most basic and important parts of life to the point where you will reject your friends and family members and end relationships with them just because someone on TV told you that those people think the bad thing. None of us want that. We just want you to realize what you are taking part in. And what you're taking part in is a communist hate movement. I know you don't want to think of yourself that way. The best way for you to handle that is to leave the hate movement. Not to continue denying that you're in it. You are in it. It's not your fault. You kind of stopped paying attention and just checked out of reality a while ago. And if you consider the rest of your life in that same light, 
you might realize that you're disconnected from way more things than just politics. And that's where you need to get to. And at some point, I'm sure we would all appreciate an apology, but that's really going to be on you. Or you can just turn this off right now. You can turn it off right now, continue believing the television, and then have a total mental breakdown when you actually realize the truth. You think it's not coming? I'm going to show you you're wrong. There's a lot of money, I mean, for a public servant. And I don't I, I don't know that things have worked out quite so well. He's under an investigation right now on uh, whether they cooked the books uh, when when it came to nursing home deaths. Now, if you haven't guessed who Morning Joe is talking about. It's Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo. The guy Anthony Fauci called the gold standard for handling the coronavirus. Andrew Cuomo, who refused to step down, even though 30 women had come out with claims against him. Andrew Cuomo, who covered up the fact that he put sick patients into nursing homes. Where they were exposed to healthy people who then died. That Andrew Cuomo. The same Andrew Cuomo who used to go on CNN every night to joke around with his brother while he was putting COVID sick patients into nursing homes. The same Andrew Cuomo who chose not to use the hospital ship that Donald Trump sent. The same Andrew Cuomo who estimated his ventilator need by 10 times. And Donald Trump still made the ventilators show up. The same Andrew Cuomo who didn't make use of the Javits Center or the other field hospitals that were built in Central Park. The very same Andrew Cuomo that Joe Biden tasked to lead the governors in their conversations about the coronavirus response. That Andrew Cuomo. The hero of every Obami in the world, the hero of every Maskey in the world, that Andrew Cuomo, the one that Daily Beast editor Molly Jong Fast masturbates to under her blanket that she's still huddled up in, in the corner of her way too nice Manhattan apartment. That Andrew Cuomo. I, and when I say I don't know, that's me. Uh, that's that's what the kids call uh, these days understatement. That's crazy money. What money is he talking about? He's talking about the five point one two million dollars that Andrew Cuomo made off his book. I have been talking about this since that book was announced. I also said book deals are payoffs. They are money laundering. Andrew Cuomo has sold 48,000 books. It's been out for seven months. American crisis is what it's called. 48,000. That's how many real people in this country wanted to read what Andrew Cuomo was saying about leadership. But Joe Biden got 
81 million votes? 48,000 people is how many people could fit in Giant Stadium or MetLife Field or whatever the hell it's called with the COVID restrictions. 48,000 bucks in seven months. Andrew Cuomo is not the leader of anything. These people are only exercising power. They do not have a mandate from the people. And the reason is because there aren't that many of the commies and because all of these people are part of the same cheating system. They achieve their office through money, connections, power, and corruption. And that's why they require $5 million payoffs pretending to sell a book that no one has any desire to read. It's crazy money for anyone. And we asked him in real time whenever that book came out last year, when he came on the show, why on God's earth you would write a celebratory book about your leadership while you were still right in the middle of the crisis. And it has not worked out well for him. As you said, the initial decision two marches ago to send patients back into nursing homes, then covering up the number of deaths that were inside those nursing homes. There's also, of course, the sexual harassment investigation in his time as governor. And yet, I don't know how in good faith you could accept Mm. the $5 million for a book about your leadership in a crisis when your state, the state of New York, not all through his fault, but it's a truth, had it as bad or worse than anybody else in the country. What? New York had it as bad or worse than anywhere in the country? Well, that can't be true, can it? Oh, wait, I've said that for an entire year. And I'm sure all of you have too, not claiming special knowledge. The facts have always been there. And the facts have always shown that New York handled COVID worse than any place in the entire world. And if we want to consider how much they cooked the books and how off their numbers actually are, then you're really just committing yourself to agreeing that you didn't do it because of the disease. You did it because that's what you planned to do. And the leadership in many cases as these investigations are showing and these journalism has shown has been frankly terrible and deadly in many cases. Andrew Cuomo is being thrown to the wolves. That's what that is. His time is up. That, I mean, from MSNBC to do that in the morning and let that just stretch out throughout the day. That's not some small thing, all right? That is a massive narrative win. Think about where we were a year ago. This guy was everybody's hero. People wanted him to be the president instead of Trump. That was what they were saying. Oh, we would be so fine if only Andrew Cuomo was our president instead. He would have saved everybody's lives. This is CNN and MSNBC. All those people yelling all day about how somehow Donald Trump has blood on his hands. And that he was responsible for every coronavirus death even though Anthony Fauci and the Chinese Communist Party made the virus. The Chinese Communist Party allowed the virus out. The Chinese Communist Party shut down travel from Wuhan 
to the rest of China while keeping travel open to the rest of the world. Donald Trump shut down travel from China to the United States and was called racist for doing it. Andrew Cuomo didn't do one single thing in the interest of saving the lives of New Yorkers. Not one thing. None of his decisions saved anyone. None of his decisions even could have saved anyone. He did the absolute opposite thing of the right thing in every single scenario. And he was held up as a hero. He was going to be the next star, just like Gavin. A whole new breed of totally corrupt Democrats kept in political power through their political connections, their social connections, and their corruption connections. They had Gretchen Whitmer give the response to Trump's 2020 State of the Union. And look at her now. She did the same thing that Gavin and Andrew and Phil Murphy and Tom Wolf did. She has enacted some of the country's harshest restrictions around COVID. She has consistently lied about the data, the actual data, and what's happening with the disease in her state. She tried to make a huge story out of potentially being kidnapped by the FBI. Yeah, you didn't hear that part of it? Go look it up. It's not even a secret. You can find it in mainstream media. FBI informants talking with the FBI. That's how they generated that kidnapping plot. She used armed guards to keep the Michigan legislature closed so that Trump's electors couldn't enter. And she's been caught traveling multiple times. The latest thing, she took someone's private jet down to Florida and the company isn't even apparently authorized to be operating charter jets. It's a actual scandal in Michigan. Not that I care about that part. I don't care about that that much. That's just normal everyday corruption. I do care about the hypocrisy where she's traveling down to Florida, the open state, And someone else is paying for her to do it while her state is closed. And while she's saying that kids need to get vaccinated, she goes on vacation. Again, all of these people know, okay, it's not like these Democrat governors are just confused about the facts and doing the best they can. That's not it at all. They know every single thing I'm telling you guys, and they don't care because They are either just corrupt enough to do whatever people are telling them to do, or they're communist enough that they have rationalized a way that all of this stuff is good and worth it. And this is how we're going to create this new future sustainable world. People can't figure it out on their own. People can't keep on surviving and figuring out how to live with each other. We need Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and Ray Kurzweil. And Mark Zuckerberg, we need them to figure out how we all can live or else we're all going to die. That's what they tell themselves. So Willie Geist in that clip 
he was talking about the fact that Andrew Cuomo is under investigation for his handling of the nursing home situation. And that's true. He's being investigated by New York Attorney General Letitia James, who will likely find that nothing is wrong and we should have never worried about it to begin with. All the decisions he made were actually based on what somebody else told him and what somebody else decided. And he was following this or that or the science and the CDC told him and they'll figure out how to dilute his responsibility in all sorts of directions. And it'll be a week long scandal and then it'll go bye bye. That's what they do. That's how the cover up works. They give the people enough to say, yeah, he was bad, but not that bad. And you guys know you like him. So most of this is just a conspiracy. And it's the other side just lying and trying to get him for political gain. That's what they'll do. And the commies will go on with them. Although by that time, the commies might not really have a choice. But what else is New York Attorney General Letitia James doing? Oh, well, she's tweeting about how the Trump organization is now under a criminal investigation. Which, of course, is supposed to be very scary. And it's going to convince all the commies that, yes, Donald Trump is a criminal. And isn't it funny that if you were to talk to a commie today and that commie was like, Donald Trump is being criminally investigated now. And you were like, yeah, okay, so what? What crime has he been investigated for? Well, they don't know. So why are you so happy? Well, they don't know that either. They're just happy that Donald Trump is finally going to get justice. They don't remember that they've said that. 20 times and been wrong every single time. They don't remember that part at all. Just the fact that he's now being criminally investigated means that everything they ever knew about Donald Trump is true. Well, they wouldn't be criminally investigating him if they didn't have something. (laughs) Really? What did they have all the rest of the times? We just talked yesterday about Fusion GPS. They didn't have the Steele dossier. They made a two-year scandal out of that. That was all a lie. The tax thing, thats we've seen that how many times now? There have been two major tax leaks. More, maybe? His foreign investments, the emoluments clause, which every communist somehow learned. Haven't read anything else in the Constitution, but they got that emoluments clause. And ooh, Cy Vance. I'm sure Donald Trump is so scared. (laughs) Donald Trump is still the leader of the free world, folks. Folks, I hate that word. Jenna Ellis, his uh, attorney, just tweeted that this morning. Joe Biden may hold the office, but Donald Trump is still the leader of the free world. And that's quite clear. Joe Biden is not president. The countries of the world do not believe that Joe Biden is president. Not everyone is as stupid as your commie friends. World leaders are not taking Joe Biden seriously. And there's one reason why. Because all the adversary countries and all the people that are already going along with the global communist Great Reset agenda They're all on that side, okay? So they're going to pretend that Joe Biden is president too. 
That's how that works. They want the Great Reset. They're already bought in. So to them, to the world, Joe Biden is president. Do you think they don't know what scheme was run here? All these people that collaborate on the Great Global Reset agenda don't know that there was fraud in the American election and that there's no way Joe Biden won? Are we all insane? Of course they know. They watched election night. They saw the machine stop. They've seen Ruby Freeman's video. <laughs> like, do you think that their intelligence agencies aren't aware of what actually happened? Do you think Italy's not aware? You think Serbia's not aware? You think Russia's not aware? Vladimir Putin has no idea. He's just happy to go along with the mainstream media. Vladimir Putin takes his information from Rachel Maddow. Are we supposed to imagine that's true? Are we supposed to imagine Vladimir Putin thinks Joe Biden was legitimately elected? Come on. But back to Letitia James. Let's see exactly who Letitia James is. I'm Juliana Forlano here with, with Letitia James. I'm so excited to have her. Uh, Tish, could you talk about how important this is for the city of New York? This is so critically important. It's, the message today is this. We should not underscore the power of women. Women represent the juggernaut of the vote. We saved three states and we're going to save our democracy. And we've got to march on behalf of all those who cannot march. And so it's really critically important that we march on behalf of immigrants. We march on behalf of Muslims. We march on behalf of Haitians and African Americans and El Salvadorians. And most importantly, we march on behalf of little girls who want to dream. We will not allow this administration, this illegitimate president who sits in the White House, we're going to send a message by marching no to the polls in our high heels and even backwards. And, and to the days like of this president of are numbered because of the power of pink. Ah, the power of pink. That's not crass at all. Okay, Tish, first off, I think the word underscored means something different than what you think it means. But second, did you catch all that? That is a Women's March commie who got her career by saying that she was going to take down Donald Trump. So what do you have here? A communist political hack who has some measure of power and is now abusing that power to try to prosecute a political opponent. And of course, Joe Biden's Justice Department loves this. Why? Because this is what illegitimate usurper regimes and dictatorships do. They have to suppress opposition because they can't defeat opposition. And they can't defeat opposition because the people do not give them that mandate. So let's see how Donald Trump responded. This is from the desk of Donald Trump, 12.02 p.m., May 19th, 2021. 
I have just learned through leaks in the media that after being under investigation from the time I came down the escalator five and a half years ago, including the fake Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, the two year $48 million no collusion, Mueller witch hunt, impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two and others that the Democrat New York attorney general has, quote, informed my organization that their, quote, investigation is no longer just a civil matter, but also potentially a, quote, criminal investigation working with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. There is nothing more corrupt than an investigation that is in desperate search of a crime. But make no mistake, that is exactly what is happening here. The Attorney General of New York literally campaigned on prosecuting Donald Trump even before she knew anything about me. She said that if elected, she would use her office to look into, quote, every aspect of my real estate dealings. She swore that she would, quote, definitely sue me. She boasted on video that she would be, and I quote, a real pain in the ass. She declared, quote, just wait until I'm in the attorney general's office and, quote, I've got my eyes on Trump Tower. She also promised that if elected, she would, quote, join with law enforcement and other attorney generals across the nation in removing this president from office, end quote. And, quote, it's important that everyone understand that the days of Donald Trump are coming to an end. The attorney general made each of these statements, not after having had an opportunity to actually look at the facts, but before she was even elected, before she had even seen a shred of evidence. This is something that happens in failed third world countries, not the United States. If you can run for a prosecutor's office, pledging to take out your enemies and be elected to that job by partisan voters who wish to enact political retribution, then we are no longer a free constitutional democracy. Likewise, the district attorney's office has been going after me for years based on a lying, discredited lowlife who was not listened to or given credibility by other prosecutorial offices and sentenced to three years in prison for lying and other events unrelated to me. And I think he's talking about Michael Cohen there. The, these investigations have also been going on for years with members and associates of the Trump organization being viciously attacked, harassed and threatened in order to say anything bad about the 45th president of the United States. This would include having to make up false stories. Numerous documents, all prepared by large and prestigious law and accounting firms, have been examined and many hours of testimony have been taken from many people, some of whom I have not seen in years. These Democrat offices are consumed with this political and partisan witch hunt at a time when crime is up big in New York City. Shootings are up 97 percent. Murders are up 45 percent, a rate not seen in 40 years. Drugs and criminals are pouring into our country in record numbers from our now unprotected southern border. And people are fleeing New York from other much safer locations to live. But the district attorney and the attorney general are possessed at an unprecedented level with destroying the political fortunes of President Donald J. Trump and the almost 75 million people who voted for him by by far the highest number ever received by a sitting president. That is what these investigations are all about. A continuation of the greatest political witch hunt in the history of the United States. Working in conjunction with Washington, these Democrats want to silence and cancel millions of voters because they don't want Trump to run again. As people are being killed on the sidewalks of New York at an unprecedented rate, as drugs and crime of all kinds are flowing through New York City at record levels, with absolutely nothing being done about it, all they care about is taking down Trump. Our movement, which started with the great election win of 2016, is perhaps the biggest and most powerful in the history of our country. But the Democrats want to cancel the Make America Great Again movement, not by making America first, but by making America last. 
No president has been treated the way I have. With all of the crime and corruption you read about with others, nothing happens. They only go after Donald Trump. After prosecutorial efforts, the likes of which nobody had ever seen before, they failed to stop me in Washington, so they turned it over to New York to do their dirty work. This is what I have been going through for years. It's a very sad and dangerous tale for our country, but it is what it is, and we will overcome together. I have built a great company, employed thousands of people, and all I do is get unfairly attacked and abused by a corrupt political system. It would be so wonderful if the effort used against President Donald J. Trump, who lowered taxes and regulations, rebuilt our military, took care of our veterans, created Space Force, fixed our border, produced our vaccine in record-setting time, years ahead of what it was anticipated, and made our country great and respected again, and so much more, would be focused on the ever more dangerous sidewalks and streets of New York. If these prosecutors focused on real issues, crime would be obliterated, and New York would be great and free again. And that is excellent. And this is another one of those instances where I feel like it's important to bring up the fact that the one thing, the base of all the Trump hate and the reason that they can't get past it is the way he talks. It's so crazy, but they just got conditioned to believe that smart people sound a certain way and dumb people sound a certain way. And they don't even realize how closely that idea connects to racism. It's pretty much one in the same. But they still hold it and they just can't listen to Donald Trump because they don't like how his speeches sound. They don't like the sound of his voice and the way he says things. He doesn't emote in the ways they like. And so he must be the most evil man on earth. You automatically believe he's a criminal. Even though you don't know what he was accused of having done. And you believe he's guilty. You don't even know the crime and you think he's guilty. That's just hate, commies. It's just hate. It's Trump derangement, but it's hate because you're part of a hate movement. And that's who Letitia James is, too. And these videos, you can see them on the info stream, t.me slash I'm your moderator. Um, this guy who's, who follows that channel and whose channel I follow he goes by the storm has arrived, but he's always bringing great information and finding uh, great content. So thank him. But this is just another example of the commies being down to their final out. They want to prepare a story that will dominate media and convince the commies that they are right and sour the image of Donald Trump to the point where people who are open to becoming redeemable communists will double down on their hate. They want to envision Donald Trump being perp walked. That's never going to happen. And if somehow that does happen, we will still win. They have nothing, nothing. Every single one of their narratives is breaking down. Every single one of the policies that Joe Biden tries to put in place are either 
utter failures or they never even get enacted because we stop them. It doesn't even seem like they're going to get their 9-11 style commission about 1-6. And as I said on Monday, Tucker played the peaceful 1-6 video that I played on Monday. He played it last night on his show, which means millions of people saw it, which means they sent it to millions more people. That's not what they were told, and that's not what they were shown about 1-6. But it is what happened. And when they understand how they have been lied to and used and abused and treated like the useful idiots they are, They're not going to be happy. Attempting to arrest Donald Trump is nothing more than that. They're trying to create a story out of nothing. They're trying to gain a political advantage. It's been six and a half months since the election. And the situation is only getting worse for them. If they could have won, they already would have won. Got it? We wouldn't be hearing more about election fraud. We'd be hearing less. Vernon Jones down in Georgia just announced his candidacy for Georgia governor, taking on Brian Kemp in the primary, which Brian Kemp will probably not even make it to the end of. He's running on getting a full forensic audit of Georgia's 2020 election. Got that? So the big lie isn't dangerous even to his political campaign. In fact, he's running on it. And that's forward thinking. He knows where this is going. Vernon Jones appeared with Trump. You think he's confused about what the future is? The future is proving election fraud. That's why he's running on it. It's not toxic. It's not toxic in Georgia. It's not toxic anywhere. It's the truth. His campaign is now about that. The Georgia audit is coming. The Michigan audit is coming. Everywhere. It's coming. In Arizona, I talked about Wendy Rogers' tweet. They want to examine every county in Arizona. Why? Because It's not just about Donald Trump. They don't believe that Mark Kelly was legitimately elected. And of course, he wasn't legitimately elected. And so now they want to prove that too. So they're amping up. They're not slowing down. And let's see how the insane communist from MSNBC is handling it. Donald Trump and his supporters got very excited because the so-called audit of the 2020 presidential election in Arizona had finally found the smoking gun. Uh, They'd said they found the evidence that the presidential election was tampered with somehow. And maybe this was the proof that Donald Trump really didn't lose Arizona and therefore he didn't really lose the election. And therefore, secretly, he's still president and all will be revealed. Former President Trump rushed out a statement about it saying, quote, the entire database of Maricopa County in Arizona has been all caps deleted. 
This is illegal. And the Arizona State Senate, who is leading the forensic audit, is up in arms. Yes, the Republicans who run the Arizona State Senate did seize more than 2 million ballots from Arizona's largest county. They did hand them over to a firm called Cyber Ninjas to recount the whole presidential election. They were up in arms. It's true, just like Donald Trump said. And so today they announced that they would be holding a hearing with the QAnon conspiracy theory promoter who runs Cyber Ninjas and the other folks they've got running this so-called audit. They said they would hold this hearing to get to the bottom of this scandal, to tell America what's going on with the smoking gun deleted database. But then at the hearing today, the geniuses running the audit actually had to admit, um, sorry, we do actually have the database. It was not deleted. We misunderstood. Never mind. Election auditors say they have the data that they accused Maricopa County of deleting. Oh, we have that. We said you threw it out. We have it. All right. That whole thing the former president was yelling about, the election crime he had discovered that would undo the 2020 election and put him back in the White House. Never mind, that didn't happen. Oops. Really? Okay, first off, the auditors didn't seize the ballots. The state Senate subpoenaed those ballots because they were convinced to a high enough degree that there was rampant election fraud in Arizona. That's why they did it. The idea that this is all some Donald Trump fever dream is so childish and so stupid. And if we were all in the position of being insulted by these things, it actually would be really insulting to everyone's intelligence to keep pretending that people who can see the overwhelming evidence of election fraud are all somehow doing so in service to a Donald Trump fever dream. That's what she's saying. Everyone else is stupid. Everyone who actually looked into election fraud and could see that it's clearly everywhere. All those people are stupid. Vernon Jones is stupid. Why would he campaign on this big lie? But worse than that, she's wrong and she's lying and she knows it. All of this, however, may be a moot point because subsequently I've been able to recover all of those deleted files and I have access to that data. Unless Rachel Maddow has no idea how computers work, she's lying. You just heard him say, that they recovered all the deleted files. Not at any point did they say that the files had not been deleted and they were deleted. And Rachel Maddow knows that. She's trying to convince her audience that the auditors are all frauds and idiots by calling them liars while she's lying. This is something that you can just verify and that I just verified for you. The auditors did not say that the files were not deleted. Not at any point did they say that. So her pretending that they did to call Donald Trump a liar is just another lie. Now, one thing that really, really bothers me 
about, and you guys can tell, obviously, because I've talked about it multiple times, but I really don't like this argument that somehow because they're called cyber ninjas, they're illegitimate. So what I want to do is actually play you the way these guys described themselves at the hearing yesterday, because the state senator who was, I think his name's Peterson, who was there with Karen Fan, he actually asked them to give their background. And I want to play this because it's important. And I don't think that people will see it unless they watched the entire hearing. I want to first ask you guys about um, your qualifications. Um, Mr. Uh, Logan, I'd like to start with you. Could you please um, share the qualifications that Cyber Ninjas has as well as um, Wake Technologies, who's also part of this audit. They're not here today. I would like you to also talk about their qualification, just briefly, both of you. Sure. So um, I run an application security company. We work with some of the largest names in the financial services space, as well as the government sector, um, evaluating applications for vulnerabilities, finding problems with them, and helping people fix them. Um, we also took, did work in Antrim County this year, um, evaluating uh, the systems being utilized there, figuring out how they work and what problems might be in those. Um, Wake TSI has conducted a couple of hand counts. They did one in New Mexico a while ago. Um, they just recently did one, or they just recently had their report released for Fulton County, Pennsylvania. Um, that report is actually available on the Fulton County website. Um, they did hand counts as part of that in addition to other audit work. Very good, thank you. Mr. Bennett. I'm born and raised in Arizona. I have a degree in accounting from Arizona State University. I've spent about 35 years in the private sector, usually as either the CEO or CFO of a variety of companies, including our family business in Prescott. I've had kind of a dual career in politics. I served on Prescott City Council for four years, the State Board of Education for seven years, two years as president. Also served in the State Senate here uh, for eight years, four years as president of the Senate. And then I served from 2009 to 2015 as the Secretary of State for the State of Arizona, which is the Chief Elections Officer of the state. And what are you, how are you helping? What is your role right now? Well, I've known uh, Senator Fan most of our adult life. Uh, we were both from the Prescott area when I saw the back and forth between the Senate and the Board of Supervisors. Uh, having been a state senator, but also involved in elections, I called to uh, offer if I could be of any assistance. And doggone it, she called me back and said, uh, would you be a liaison so that uh, her and the rest of you here uh, in session could uh, focus on that? And she asked me to be the Senate liaison, and that's been the role I've been performing. Thank you. Mr. Cotton. I'm the founder of Cypher LLC. Cypher LLC is <clears throat> a national level incident response and forensics firm specializing in helping companies solve problems. Uh, we also support legal firms uh, in both the uh, plaintiff and the defense side of uh, the legal matters that may arise involving digital evidence. I personally have over 25 years of computer forensics and incident response experience. 13 of those years were spent as a part-time instructor to guidance software. They're now owned by OpenText. Um, they are the manufacturers and the makers of the NCASE software. I have a master's degree in information technology. I also have a CISSP 
and hold numerous uh, forensics certifications. Very good. Do you think Rachel Maddow would play that for her viewers? Of course not. Because when you hear that or when you see that, you say, oh, yeah, those guys sound eminently qualified. In fact, one of them, and I can't remember which one, it's later on in the hearing. I think it's Doug Logan. But he was asked specifically, have you ever testified to your expertise in front of the U.S. Congress? And he said, yeah. So we're talking about the kind of people prepared to give expert testimony in Congress. And Rachel Maddow is pretending that they're all clowns. And she's also pretending that in her evidence is that one of them had tweeted about the election before the audit. And the idea that tweeting that election fraud was obvious before the audit, that that is somehow tweeting disinformation or misinformation. That's crazy. These guys are 100% on the up and up. The idea that somehow you're QAnon because you don't believe that the election was legitimate is also crazy. But they'll still call them QAnon and they'll run around and tell their friends about it even though they have no idea what QAnon is. We're really supposed to pretend that those guys are clowns and fools and liars? Rachel Maddow is lying to her audience faces, just blatantly lying. Not like she has an opinion. That's just lying. She said something happened that did not happen. And then she went on and rambled about how all these Republicans in Arizona are jumping ship. That's not true. Republicans on the board of supervisors have never been on board with the audit. They're trying to hide it. Why? Because they're part of the corruption. Just like this Steven Riker guy is, who's, who seems like he's just being cast off. He just got elected into this position and barely won. And now they're just throwing him out there. He's going to be the guy that takes the fall for everything. He's just out there on television, blatantly lying about all of this. It's all going to come out. And he'll be the public face of Arizona's corruption, along with Katie Hobbs. In the normal world where we don't have to pretend that what Rachel Maddow said to her audience is honest, we can know that they actually did prove that the files were deleted. The database was deleted. You think they don't have hard evidence of that? And I know our brains are still tuned into thinking this way. We hear something on one side and we hear something on the other side. And we assume that that other side is we're trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and think, oh, they're being smart and honest. There must be some difference of opinion here. And if I'm not going to personally take the time to look into it, I guess I'll just take some middle of the road stance about what's actually happening. There is no middle of the road here. Rachel Maddow is just lying. And in terms of that stuff, that lie all hinges on the idea that the Republican Democrat paradigm is still at play. And it isn't. I've said this a bunch of times. No one cares about Republican or Democrat except for the commies. Okay, no one in MAGA gives a shit about Republicans who are rhinos and who are involved in the corruption. 
We all want to see Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell go down just as bad as we want to see Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. And we'll take Lindsey Graham and we'll take Liz Cheney and we'll take Mitt Romney and Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins and all of these other rhinos down too. There is no stop to this. Okay, that's what the Great Awakening idea is about. Everyone wakes up and realizes, holy shit, all these people are criminals. Can we please do something about this? We have now reached the point of doing something about this. People are standing up all over the country. They're running for school boards. They're demanding change at the local level. When this stuff comes out, people in Maine aren't just going to be like, oh, yeah, well, Susan Collins probably, she just probably got it wrong. It's no big deal. No, she's corrupt. There's investigations right now into illegal funding of her campaign. All of them are going down. That isn't the divide. The divide is between the awake and the commies. And the awake come from all over the political spectrum and every religion and every race and every sexuality. We don't care because our principles are how we unite, not on our identity. And our principles are not reflected against what might get us in trouble in public conversations. They're reflected against our personal morality. And for religious people, it's reflected against their religion. And the look of horror in Rachel Maddow's eyes is never going to change. There's not going to be a day where this gets better for her. You got to understand that. She has lied to her audience nonstop for years. When they understand that, she is done. Don Lemon's having problems over at CNN. Who knows how long Chris Cuomo will last once his brother is fully exposed. There's no future for these people. They're just going to be looked at as liars because sooner or later, everyone is going to have to confront reality. And the people that don't, they'll keep watching Rachel Maddow and Chris Cuomo, but not for very long. Their ratings are already all trash. They have fallen off a cliff since the election. Rachel Maddow's not number one. Rachel Maddow's number one on MSNBC and CNN. But she's not ahead of Tucker. She's in Hannity land, which is fine. Because Hannity ain't really on the team anyway. But Rachel Maddow's numbers are going to keep dropping. And when people hear the audio that I just played you, for instance, when they come to accept and understand that everything about the Arizona audit is legitimate and real, they are going to have to face the fact that this belief that they have held on to and they have punished other people with is actually totally wrong. And how are they going to come back from that? And then hilariously, they had Joe Biden in some sort of uh, photo op stunt yesterday where he was supposed to be looking all cool and driving this new truck. The only problem, though, is that the news cameras didn't quite do their entire job. And you're actually able to see a person in the passenger seat with a second steering wheel in front of them driving the car. Joe Biden wasn't even driving it. 
And the media asked him, they were like, hey, Joe, how does it feel to get out and drive a car? He's like, oh, it feels great. He wasn't driving. There's another person in the car driving. You can go watch the video. It's crazy. These people will go to any length to try to prove that the illusion that they've created is reality. And they just keep shoving it down the throats of all the maskies, commies, Obamis, Romneys, Lebronis, and Vaxies. And they never stop. Because apparently these people's appetites for idiocy are insatiable. But what does it mean that the media is 100% participating in this lie? It is a lie that Joe Biden drove that truck. They lied about it right to America's faces. And you feel secure about election fraud, Kami? You feel secure that the people who are doing that, the people like Rachel Maddow, who are telling you something she knows did not happen, actually did. You're depending on those people to tell you what the big lie is, they lie to you every day, all the time. Our side, we get stuff wrong sometimes. We might miss dates. We might think something's going to happen and it doesn't happen. Granted, we don't lie. They're lying. They're creating an alternate universe and you think you're living in it. But you're actually still living in the real universe. And when you know that, if you're not prepared for it, you're going to have a bad time. Now, the last thing I want to talk about, I keep saying all the time, you guys really should listen to or watch War Room. It's by far the best show on television. I mean, it's not really on television, but whatever. You know what I mean. Today's was especially great. And Bannon had Mike Lindell on. And, you know, say whatever you will about Lindell. Again, this is one of the things where a lot of people think that because a person talks a certain way, they must not be smart. Lindell used to be a gambler. He was a card counter. So his mind works in certain ways that most people's minds don't. And that probably provides him a lot of advantages in terms of running a business and doing the stuff he does and allowing him to understand what's going on with election fraud stuff, with the experts he's hired. But if you're a commie who's going to call him stupid because you don't like how he sounds, you're missing the boat. Anyway, so the thing with Lindell, he's always been talking about how he's going to go to the Supreme Court. He's going to get a 9 nothing decision, and Donald Trump will be president again in August or by August. Maybe that's true. I'm open to it. I obviously think that once the election fraud is proven and the country accepts it, Donald Trump will have to come back either through another election or he'll be placed into office as the legitimate president. But I believe that Joe Biden's days are numbered. If it goes a different way, fine. It is what it is. The two things I'm concerned with are, am I right about COVID? Yes. Am I right about election fraud? Yes. The timing for an unprecedented situation is totally unknown. I can give you my best guesses. I certainly thought that everything had to happen by January 20th, but that was wrong. It's still happening. Why? 
because I was right about election fraud. So what Lindell is planning to do is to file a writ of quo warranto with the Supreme Court. And we kind of already knew that part, but I didn't see how Lindell bringing this thing was going to get it done. You know, the Supreme Court is denied hearing so many of these cases. And today is the first time I've actually heard him lay out that strategy. I'm not saying he hasn't done it before. I'm just saying it's the first time I've heard. But what he said is that they have all the data. They have everything. The Arizona audit is just there to confirm the stuff that they already have and to confirm all the different methods by which they executed this fraud. That's why something like canvassing will help. They'll find out if tens or hundreds of ballots that all came from one address, if that's just an empty lot, finding that out will make it clear that those votes are all fraudulent. So that kind of stuff is going to play in the background of what Lindell's central case is. And he says he has everything. Now, his strategy is going to be to go out to attorney generals and governors and try to find secretaries of state. But he's not sure if he's going to be able to do that. And we've talked before on this podcast about why that is. George Soros has attorney general programs. George Soros has secretary of state programs. George Soros has plenty of his people in those positions around the country, which is how we've gotten to the point we've gotten to. Katie Hobbs, Jocelyn Benson, those are Soros people. Brad Raffensperger is almost definitely a Soros person. But all these people were in the, uh, I think it's called the National Association of Secretaries of State. We talked about this when I was discussing how myself and Samita Armstrong and a couple of our other friends had been censored by Instagram at the request of the California Secretary of State's office. So there's a lot of collusion among the secretaries of state in the country and the attorney generals in the country, and then many of the governors, of course, as well. And we talked about some of them earlier. But if he goes out to Ken Paxton in Texas, the attorney general, and he goes out to Ron DeSantis and other people like that who we know care about the truth and want to do the right thing, and he shows them all the evidence and convinces them first, and then they come out and start talking about it, and the public knows before the public has seen any of the data. This is before the media gets to scrutinize it and make up their lies about it and give people something to be distracted about, okay? He said that specifically. We are not going to the media with this first. And that's exactly right. That is understanding something critical about how information works now. They're going to get the information they get and try to spin it however they can. We always start from behind on this stuff because they have the megaphone and they get the information and they go out with the megaphone. Our information always comes out first, but then they get our same information. You know, they usually just delay their stories a couple weeks so that everybody on our side who brings it up, we all seem like crazy people. And then they'll report aspects a little later on and deny whatever the crazy people think. They're not going to have an opportunity to do that with what he's doing and the way he's doing it. If I understand him correctly, then he can have a huge public push for this while he also has 
a team of attorneys general around the country and governors around the country. And they take all this clear evidence, indisputable evidence of fraud, widespread, overwhelming evidence of election fraud. And he can take that to them with the public behind him and people demanding answers. I think he may be right. I hope he will be. If you guys can, please share this episode with some commie friends, because I think maybe these kinds of examples of obvious dishonesty by the people that they trust. I think that can actually make a difference. I hope it will. But otherwise, I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting, or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com. Or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofi. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range.
It's hell!